Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class, a short Bible study every single day, only about 13 minutes or so long, but it gets us into God's Word every day. And that's important for our faith because faith comes by hearing the Word of God. We encourage you always to share these short studies with everybody you can every day. You know people in your life probably some within your own family, in fact, who need to become stronger in their faith. They need to think about their relationship with God. Share these short studies with them through Facebook friends, text messages, other technological means, with your family members, friends, work associates, neighbors, with literally everybody you can. You may help somebody come to God. You may help somebody get to heaven. What a great blessing that will be for them. But it will also be a great blessing for you. So make that commitment and start sharing today and every day with everybody you can. We're going to finish our line of thought and study today that we've been looking at over the past, well, several days now. We're talking about the final exam that everybody must take, and that's the final day of judgment. We all probably have taken exams of one kind or another and probably Quite a number of us have taken many exams through our lives, through elementary school, high school, college, graduate, doing graduate work, but also in our professional fields. And some have to do continuing education on a regular basis, and they may have to take exams through some of those particular studies to stay current in whatever field they're working in. Well, the most important physical exam, or most important final exam, will be that final day of judgment, when we will all stand before our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and give account for how we have lived in this physical life in this world. Each one will give account of how we have lived, whether good or bad, 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 10. Well, we've talked about some of the potential questions that we might be asked by our Lord on that final day of judgment as we stand before him and take that most serious of all final exams. And the first one we talked about would be, what about your works? What are you doing in serving God actively? What are you doing as a Christian? Are you just saying, well, I believe and that's enough, but you're not being active in your Christianity, in your faith? We're going to be judged by our works. We read those, we read not nearly all of those passages of Scripture, but we read many of them. We will all be held accountable for our works, for our deeds done while we live in this world. The second question we considered was, as a possibility, well, what about your words? And we noted that Jesus said, for every idle word men may speak, they will give account of it in the day of judgment. For by your words you will be justified, and by your words you will be condemned. Matthew 12, verses 36 and 37. God has blessed us with a marvelous blessing that we call speech. We can communicate through, through verbal language and how blessed we are to be able to do so. We can express ourselves. We can hear others speaking to us. Oh, it's wonderful. But how many times do we misuse that blessing in vulgar, ungodly, hateful, mean-spirited ways? We're going to be held accountable for our words 
The third question, that potential question at least, that we considered is what about your omissions? Well, we talked about there are sins of commission, and that are, those are sins that we commit. We do things that are wrong, that are ungodly, that are sinful. But there are also sins of omission, things that we do not do that God expects us to do. Well, the classic one is in 2 Thessalonians chapter 1, verses 7 and 8, when it talks about Jesus coming in the final day of judgment in flaming fire with his angels taking vengeance on those who do not know God and on those who do not obey the gospel of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Not obeying the gospel of Christ, a sin of omission, grave sin of omission. James said in James chapter 4 and verse 17, for him who knows to do good or what is right to do and does not do it, for him it is sin. Well, we're going to look at one more, one more potential question that we will have to, uh, that we will be asked and have to answer in that ultimate of final exams, the most serious of all, serious of all final exams, and that'll be in the final day of judgment, and this is, what about your secrets? We all have secrets, don't we? Things we just hold to ourselves. Sometimes that's for our self-protection. Sometimes it's just the right thing to do. We may know things about something or somebody that it would do absolutely no good to talk about to other people, and so we just keep it to ourselves. Some things, though, we hold as secrets that we don't want other people to know about ourselves because they've been ungodly things. Interesting, isn't it? In Isaiah, Isaiah 29 and verse 15, we read this. Woe to those who seek deep to hide their counsel far from the Lord, and their works are in the dark. They say, who sees us and who knows us? <laughs> We can't hide from God. God knows everything. God sees everything all the time. It's called omniscience, technical-sounding word that simply means all-seeing, all-knowing, all the time, omniscience. There's no hiding from God, no hiding from God. In judgment, there will be no secrets, none whatsoever. When we look at 1 John chapter 1 and verse 9, the Apostle John wrote this. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar and his word is not in us. How many times do we just, we know we did something wrong, Maybe we know that we're living in a sinful way, some way or another. But we, we, we try to keep it a, to ourselves. How many times do we find ourselves trying to do something under the cover of darkness so nobody will see? Well, the principle is what secrets are all about. We want to keep everybody else in the dark, but we know this particular thing about ourselves we haven't made it right. We haven't repented of it. Maybe we're continuing to do it, to live that way, to think those thoughts, 
to entertain those ideas that are ungodly. Maybe we've done something that has been really horrible, but we kept it to ourselves and we have not repented of it. We have not tried to make it right. We have not tried to correct our behavior or correct whatever it was that we did in our life. One's hidden life will be brought to life, to light on that final day of judgment. We might think about Hebrews chapter 4, and we begin reading with verse 12. And here the Hebrews writer says this, For the word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. Notice this, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. And there is no creature hidden from his sight, but all things are naked and open to the eyes of him to whom we must give account. Oh, yes, we will give account of all things, including those secret things, at least those things we think we have kept secret. But they're not secret from God. God knows all. All of us have secrets. Now, again, as I said earlier, some of those are appropriate to be just kept to ourselves. But the question is, are they good secrets or bad secrets? Good works done in secret will be rewarded. Some, part, some people might say, well, what do you mean good works done in secret? Well, good works that are done without seeking any recognition for ourselves. Nobody necessarily knows that we did these good works. We'll be rewarded for those. When we look at Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 1, Jesus said this, Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Well, some people do good deeds to be seen to be recognized, to be praised. Jesus said, if that's why you do it, then you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets that they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. (laughs) Whatever surface-level praise they get from the people around them, that'll be the extent of their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, that your charitable deed may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. So you're not doing the good deed as a Christian, trying to help somebody or do something to serve the Lord as a Christian for the purpose of getting recognition from others for it, being praised maybe gathering a following, or maybe even benefiting monetarily for it. No, you're doing it to serve God. Somebody who does the right thing when somebody is looking, well, that's fine. But somebody who does the right thing when nobody is looking, that person has a higher degree of character, Christian character, 
in many cases than the person who does it just because somebody's watching and he knows they better do it. Well, when the boss is watching us on the job, oh yeah, I've got to do my job. I'll get in trouble, the boss is watching. When the boss is not watching, but our attitude is, our mindset, I've still got to do my job right because that's my job and it's the right thing to do. Judge nothing before the time until the Lord comes who will both bring the light, bring to light the hidden things of darkness and reveal the counsels of the heart. Then each one's praise will come from God. 1 Corinthians 4 and verse 5. Oh, that we may stand right before God because we love God and we want to serve him faithfully and obediently. And we need to steer clear of seeking to do good things just to get the praise of men. We want the blessings from God, and we want to be blessed with eternal life. We'd love to help you find the way of faithfulness. You can contact us through our website at churchofchrist.com. Click on the email link, or you can phone us at 402-2, I'm sorry, 498 8397 402-498-8397. We'd be glad to send you a free Bible study. We'd be glad to help you, talk with you, pray with you if you want if you want us to help you in those ways. We'd love to hear from you. Let's pray as we close this line of thought and study. Father, help us to be the servants of you that you want us to be. Help us to openly serve you to your glory and not to ours, and help us to steer clear of the things that would bring us down into sin and that would taint our relationship with you. Guide us and help us to see the good works that need to be done and that we can do. Help us to guard our words so that we do not become ungodly in our speech. Help us to not fail to do the things you expect of us. And Father, help us to only keep good secrets and not ungodly ones. Praise, glory, honor, and thanks be to you through our lives, Father. Guide us in this. Please forgive us, gracious Father, and we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.